for joining us in worship this Sunday morning. We serve the God who reigns, who sits on the throne and is worthy of all praise. If you can, just lift your hands and exalt his name. We're going to worship him together. Lord, we give you praise. We worship you, Jesus. We exalt you. You are high and lifted up. You're worthy to be exalted and lifted high, Lord. You reign forever. You're seated high on the throne, Jesus. Steadfast and move on. 
of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you are pleasing, that I'm never alone, you're a good, good father, to you are, to who you are and I'm loved by you it's who I am it's who I am it's who I am I've seen searching for answers for
Hey, Tree of Life Church, God bless you. I just want to remind you about our time together as a congregation viewing the Chosen series. That's going to start this Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. It's going to be a great time. You will enjoy this uh, series together. It's a very moving and powerful, impacting uh, series that focuses on the life of Jesus as seen through the eyes of the various characters of the Bible, Nicodemus, Mary Magdalene, Simon Peter, Andrew, his brother, Matthew, the tax collector, and others. And, uh, and it just is a very unique perspective, very biblically based, uh, and, then, and then gives this uh, just amazing uh, portrayal of how life could have been for several of these people from the things we know out of the scriptures. And so we're going to watch it together as a congregation and then feel free to join us afterward on a Zoom call uh, where we're going to have a panel discussing some of the takeaways from this series. We're looking forward to it. Brother Brian Duvall is going to share with you now how you can download it and, and watch it on your device. And so at this time, Brother Brian Duvall.
Praise the Lord, Tree of Life Church family. I look forward to joining each of you for the special series, The Chosen, on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. And at 8 p.m., we're going to invite each of you to join a special live video web conference where Pastor will host a panel discussing key takeaways and insights for each episode. So I want to share with you how to make sure that you can access all of the content associated with The Chosen and make sure that you can join the web conference. First of all, the content. We're going to make available links directly from the church website for each of The Chosen episodes. All you need to do is go to the church website, click on the corresponding episode link. It will take you directly to YouTube and the episode will begin to stream. Cast it, enjoy it, it's going to be fantastic. Now, for the web conference, all of the necessary information to join is going to come via Community Church Builder. So if you are set up in Community Church Builder and you receive notifications for prayer requests or requests for volunteering or other announcements, you are good to go. If you are not registered on Community Church Builder, you're overdue. Go register. Go to the church website and join the TLC community. By joining the TLC community, you will ensure that you don't miss out on key correspondence, including how to join the web conference. Every week, new instructions will come out on how to join the web conference and panel discussion. You won't want to miss it. This is going to be really cool. God bless you this morning. Thank you for tuning in. We're excited about tonight about watching the Chosen series together. Uh, we invite you to go, as Brother uh, Duvall mentioned, to the website and see how you're able to, to watch that series together as a congregation and uh, taking another opportunity to exalt the life of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Jesus. And then join us for the Zoom call afterward at uh, 8 o'clock p.m. so that we can discuss the takeaways. And we're just going to take this opportunity to uh, share together and to, to be inspired together and see about the goodness of God and how he not only ministered on earth when he walked the earth, but how he ministers even today. And we look forward, look forward to that. We want to invite you at this time also to give unto the Lord. Uh, we thank you so much, Tree of Life Church, for your continued faithfulness through this time of, uh, of being apart from one another. And uh, so we ask you to, to give uh, electronically, through texting, through uh, online banking, however it is that you give. God bless you again, and thank you for your faithfulness. I do want to tell you uh, that we see a big, bright light at the end of this tunnel. And we're thankful to God for that. We have every confidence uh, that we're going to be able to begin our Sunday morning services in the month of June. And the preparations for guidelines associated with that opening are being finalized right now. We will be communicating those with you. And uh, we are excited about God doing great things in our midst. It will be so good to see everyone again in Jesus' name. Uh, there will be, of course some modifications to the way we do church and we're going to be again providing you with that information and uh, it'll be it will be good it will be effective we'll be able to provide a safe and healthy environment for everybody but we'll also be able to gather together and worship the lord together and it's going to be a wonderful thing and we're very excited about it i know you're excited about it it, it just been way too long uh, that we haven't been able to see you and connect with you in person, 
but we're thankful that the Lord is moving. And we're even seeing positive uh, things developing on the national uh, front as it relates to this virus. Uh, the, the, the numbers of new confirmed cases are dropping. And, and not only are they dropping, but testing is increasing. So the fact that you have testing increasing and numbers of new cases dropping at the same time, uh, they've dropped just 10,000 new confirmed cases a, a day in the last month. So a month ago this time, we were seeing anywhere from 33 to 36,000 new confirmed cases a day. Now we're seeing more like uh, 23 to 25,000 new confirmed cases a day. So we're believing God that that's a good sign, that we're moving in the right direction of just moving past this, this virus. We don't take it for granted that the virus is still out there, uh, but we know that through uh, proper procedures and mitigation efforts, we're going to be able to provide a safe and healthy worship environment and, uh, and at the same time gather together as the church. The church what a beautiful word, and it's become even more beautiful in the last two months. The church of the living God. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we know just from this experience and others that the gates of hell will never be able to prevail against the church of the living God. Amen. Glory to God. That's something to shout about. Why don't you just lift your hands in your home and thank God for it. Lord, we thank you today that you keep your hand of protection upon your people, that you watch over us. Lord, that you lift us, that you strengthen us and encourage us. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would move upon your people right now. Let there be a divine inspiration, a divine encouragement come to your people today. And help us, I pray, oh God, to, to be who you called us to be. Full of joy, at peace, gentle and kind. Full of hope and faith, full of love one for another. We give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' precious name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. I'm, I'm reading this morning from the book of 2 Corinthians. And I'll read from the second chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And, and I want to read to you beginning at verse 10. We'll read verses 10 and 11. The scripture says this, To whom ye forgave anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. And verse 11 I want you to take special note of lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. And I just want to speak to you this morning on the subject, wise, aware, and prepared. Wise, aware, and prepared. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord that is present among us. We pray you'll anoint the word as it goes forth today. And help us, I pray, to allow it to take root in our hearts and grow up as a mighty tree bearing much precious fruit. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. In this passage of scripture, the Apostle Paul is writing his second letter 
to the church at Corinth. And he describes a phenomenon that I want to bring to your attention today. He describes that, that there is a possibility that the devil, Satan, would try any means possible to gain an advantage against us. He uses the uh, pretext, the, the context, I should say, of, of a, an individual who has suffered in their walk with God and the church has held them accountable for any kind of a misdeed or sin that they have committed. And he explains to the church that this person should have been held accountable for the grief that they may have caused. But, but then he says, then there comes a time, though, where you have to take mind of the fact that this person is forgiven and that not only should they be held accountable, but then there needs to be an allowance for the grace and the mercy of God to move into the picture. So when he gets into the matter of saying, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. He's, he's describing that we have a responsibility to forgive just as Christ forgave us. We are offering forgiveness to an individual just as the Lord forgave us. And he explains to them to be careful when you're holding someone accountable, that you, that you do that, that you hold them accountable, but, it, but, but not to overlay them with an excessive amount of sorrow. We've seen it a lot of times where a person makes a mistake, and then in making the mistake, they, they are held accountable for it, and then, and then sometimes there's an excessiveness in terms of, of how they are dealt with beyond that point. And he just warns the church. He said, look, this can be an opportunity for the grace of God and the mercy of the Lord to enter into a person's life. He said, we need to be careful lest Satan should try to get an advantage of us. We are not ignorant of his devices. And he, he lets us know, look, he'll look for any little opening you give him. Even in the context of of holding someone accountable for a misdeed or for a sin that they've committed. God can receive glory in a case like that. But the devil would like to gain an advantage. And we know that this is how the devil works. I want to talk to you today about making sure that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, but that we are wise. And by being wise, it makes us aware and by being aware, we take the proper preparation for what the Lord would have us to do. We don't have to be bullied by the enemy. We don't have to be sidetracked by the enemy. We don't have to be distracted by the enemy. We can do what God has called us to do. And we can be wise and aware and prepared, understanding that, yes, we have an adversary. And don't ever forget that, ladies and gentlemen. In all that you do, understand 
that there is an adversary and he acts like a lion who goes about seeking whom he may devour. He is looking for an opportunity to infiltrate your life, your home, your marriage, your ministry, your walk with God, and he wants to devour you. And he'll take even the smallest of opportunities that come his way. And so the apostle Paul said, look, we've got a guy here that has committed a sin. We are going to hold him accountable. But be careful not to just destroy the guy because that's what the enemy would want and gain an advantage and somehow find a way to bring about his plan and his plot in an individual's life. I love to say, you know what? Your mistakes have not caused God to give up on his plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. I said God has a plan for your life. And when you make a mistake that throws that plan off course, God doesn't just give up on his plan for your life. God doesn't just scrap you and push you aside and discard you and act like that's, that, was, that was fun while it lasted, but now they're no good to me. No, 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 that's not how God operates. God says, I will make a new vessel out of you, just as the potter who's, who the clay was marred in his hand. He didn't give up on the clay. He remolded it. He reshaped it. He reformed it and created a new vessel out of it. So the Apostle Paul is saying, look, don't let this mistake, this sin, this misdeed on the part of this individual prevent God from working in their life. Don't give the devil an advantage. And we need to view life and our walk with God in every way along those same lines. Don't let the devil have an advantage in your life. Let God receive the glory. Let God receive all the honor. Let God receive all of the praise. We know that the devil would like to gain an advantage. We know from the story of Joseph where Joseph famously said to his brothers after he had been betrayed, after he had been uh, left and sold into slavery, after he had been falsely accused, after he had been falsely imprisoned, after he had been forgotten and abandoned by the, by the butler who, who went out of the prison and his life didn't go anywhere near how he had hoped or planned that it would go. He said to his brothers, he said, look, you meant this for evil, but God meant it for the good. What you tried to accomplish through your evil plot and through your satanic schemes, God said, you give it to me and I will make something beautiful out of it. And we know God is able to take every scheme of Satan and sanctify it through the blood of the Lamb and bring about some good thing for his glory and for his purpose. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That is something we ought to rejoice about, something we ought to give God praise about, knowing that there's nothing that the devil can bring against my life or yours or tree of life that will cause God's plan to be abated or aborted. God's plan is steadfast. His plan is sure, and it will trust in him and hold to him. His plan will be brought forth in all its beauty and in all its shining perfection.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see it in the life of, of Job. And we know the devil was active in the life of Job. He, the Bible describes at the very beginning, after laying out just how Job lived his life, and then it describes that, that the sons of God appeared before the Lord and that Satan was among them. Oh, he's active. He's literally calling Job's name out before the Lord, drawing attention to his, to his faithfulness, drawing attention to his dedication and his, his devotion to God, saying, you know what, let me at him. G the Lord said to, to Satan concerning Job, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, well, yeah. But nobody can touch Job because of the hedge you have around him. The hedge. I want you to hear that because there's a reason why when we pray over one another, we ask God to put a hedge of protection around our children, a hedge of protection around this congregation, a hedge of protection around our parents and grandparents and loved ones and, and over this city and over this metroplex and over our nation and over our leaders. And we pray for a hedge of protection. You want to know why? Because if there's a hedge of protection, the devil cannot penetrate that hedge of protection. The devil knows it, and we ought to know it. That if the hedge of protection is in place, there's no devil in hell that can penetrate the hedge of protection that God has put around our life. And I claim that hedge of protection for Tree of Life Church. Even as we reopen in Jesus' name, even as we finalize these plans, we're going to take precaution. We're going to practice all of the proper mitigation efforts, but we're going to do it knowing God's got us. God has us in the palm of his hand. He's got a hedge of protection around us. We're going to be wise, we're going to be aware, and we're going to be prepared, and the rest, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. We know that the Lord, hallelujah. Well, I feel his presence so strong. If you want to shout in your living room, I hope you will. I hope you feel the liberty just to stand to your feet and clap your hands. I hope you feel the liberty to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Glory to God. You're afraid you're going to wake somebody up in the house? They need to be awake already and at church. Amen. Watching, listening, praising God, receiving his word. Give him the praise this morning. Give him the praise this morning. For he is good and he is worthy, hallelujah, to be praised. There is no scheme of Satan that can thwart the plan of God. There is no scheme of Satan that can thwart the plan of God. God's plan is sure. His plan is steadfast. And, and, and even as the devil attacked, Job and the Lord allowed a hedge down and then he allowed another hedge down and and Job's livelihood was assaulted and Job's even Job's children passed away but the Bible says that the latter end of Job the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the first half of his life Job's life was more blessed in the end than it was in the beginning. So even, even when the enemy attacked, and, and when the enemy attacks, there's not one fun thing about it, ladies and gentlemen. 
But, but God only allowed the attack because he was doing something in Job's life that Job could not see in the moment and he could not appreciate in the moment. But in the end, he said, I'm more blessed now than what I was at the beginning. He looked back over it. It all made sense. The blessing of the Lord is rich and addeth no sorrow. Don't you give up on God because of an attack from the enemy. Rejoice not against me, O oh mine enemy. Me. For when I fall, I shall arise. I can see what is the work of Satan, and I can see what is the work of God. I can see that even though the devil is trying to create havoc, God is working a masterpiece of his divine perfection in my life. And you can go into your trials with confidence, knowing that the Lord is at work on a bigger plan, and he's going to bless the latter end of you, to a far greater degree than he blessed the original plan that you had for your life, no matter the attempts of the enemy to prevent what the Lord would do. Hallelujah. See, you got to let God do this work. We see it all throughout the scriptures. There, there's always a scheme of Satan. There are always, the Bible refers to many uh, deceitful and wicked people as sons of Belial. There are deceitful and wicked and evil uh, uh, individuals that, that exist in our world that really do try to destroy the heritage of God. We see it in the story of Daniel. They, they literally plotted and planned and, and created a law. It was law that no one could pray to any god except King Darius. And only King Darius could be uh, revered, and, and so they, it, was a, it was a crackdown on religious freedom. Daniel prayed, and he prayed openly. He didn't stop praying to God just because there was a crackdown on religious liberty. He prayed openly to God, and he was punished for it. They threw him into a lion's den. And he went into the lion's den knowing that God will be with me. And there the angel of the Lord appeared, shut the mouths of the lions. They had no power over him. The scheme of Satan failed because the plan of God was intact. And I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. We rejoice about Daniel in the lion's den. But there would be no Daniel in the lion's den if there wasn't a Daniel in the prayer room. We have to understand where this thing starts. This doesn't start in the heat of your battle. It starts right now with you putting your trust in God for whatever may come your way. It starts right now with you calling upon the name of the Lord and seeing the power and the salvation and the glory of God at work in your life. No, no. Daniel's devotion to God did not start in the heat of the moment when lions were encircling him. It started on his knees. It started with his face toward heaven. It started with his mind made up that I'm going to reach out to God. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to seek God with all of my heart. And when you have that kind of a life where you're serving God with all your heart, there is nothing that the enemy can craft, no law that he can create. There's no legislation that can prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. Now, these last two months have been the craziest of months that our nation has ever seen, that the world has ever seen, and that the church has ever seen. And we know that the devil was at work in a lot of this. We know that the devil was trying to shut down churches. He was trying to shut down worship. He was trying to shut down 
down people's faith. He was trying to bring people into total subjection to fear and to doubt and to panic and to sickness itself. But we've also seen God at work because the church, ladies and gentlemen, is not subject to the principality of fear. Fear is something that already belongs under the feet of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we will not be afraid and we will not be passive. We're coming out of this with a greater strength than we had before we entered in. We're coming out of this with a greater determination, appreciation, dedication, and devotion to the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see the handiwork of God in all of this. And I can see that God took what the devil had meant for evil and God is creating something so good, so rich, so holy, so pleasant, so precious. Hallelujah. He's going to bind us together like he's never bound us together before. We're going to love one another with a deeper love than we had before. We're going to love the lost with a greater love than we had before. I remember preaching messages where I literally said, what if, what if, Kenwood Road and Montgomery Road were closed down and you couldn't even get on to Cooper Road to come to church. What if you couldn't get to this building? I said it in, in, in terms of a hypothetical scenario. Here we've seen it unfold before our eyes. And the question has been asked, what are you going to do? I'm glad to say Tree of Life Church said, we're going to be the church right where we are. We're going to keep our feet planted in the word of God. We're going to keep our mind focused on the things of God. We're going to keep our family dedicated, hallelujah, to serving the Lord. And we're coming out of this, ladies and gentlemen. That great, big, beautiful light that you see at the end of the tunnel is the light that shone above the brightness of the sun that blinded Saul and led to his conversion. That great, beautiful light that you see at the end of the tunnel is the light the Lord spoke in Genesis 1. Let there be light, and there was light. That great, big, beautiful light that you see at the end of this tunnel, ladies and gentlemen, is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not glory to God thank you Jesus for keeping us thank you Jesus for watching over us thank you Jesus for guiding us and ordering our steps so that as we go forward we'll go forward wise we'll go forward aware we'll go forward prepared hallelujah thank you Jesus the Bible puts a great emphasis on wise people don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. He wants you to be divided against your brother and sister. He wants you to think critically of, of other people and look down and condescending toward other people. He wants you to be unforgiving, to be bitter, to be resentful. He wants you to hold grudges about things in your past. He wants you to lose your faith in God. The devil wants to take any experience, even the good stuff that happens in your life, the devil will try to twist it into pride and distort it into a greed and, and bend it into a false sense of fleshly security he will look for any advantage he can find and the apostle tells us don't be ignorant of his devices he's going to try to bend everything to his advantage but but we're not we're not going to fall for it because we're wise we're aware and we're prepared 
for what the Lord has called us to do. It was five wise virgins that were ready to meet the bridegroom because they had oil in their lamps. And at the midnight cry, they were able to step into that glorious role God had prepared for them because they were wise, they were aware, and they were prepared. It was a wise man that built his house on the rock. Yeah, the the, the birds were chirping and the sun was shining, but he knew that there could come a day when strong winds can blow. That that there could come a day when when lightning could flash and thunder could roll. There there could come a day when the sky goes dark and and birds aren't chirping anymore. And so I'm going to build my house upon the rock. It was a wise man that built his house on the rock. And when said storm came, he was ready for the storm. And his house stood the test of the storm that came against him. That's the tree of life church. We're not built on personality. We're not built upon ideal circumstances. We're not built upon the things that that, that you need in order to have everything going your way. We're built upon the rock and that rock is Christ and there is no devil that can penetrate that hedge that God has put around us and there is no enemy that can bring down what the Lord has begun in us. Hey ladies and gentlemen, I I'm persuaded that he had begun a good work in us. He's able to complete it. I said he's able to complete it. Somebody be a witness with me. He is able to complete the work. My Lord, have mercy. Y'all, I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to preach to somebody in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm ready to open the word of life and let God have his way so that we can rejoice together in the God of our salvation. Hallelujah. We are wise. We don't walk circumspectly as fools. We walk circumspectly as wise. I want to tell you what that means. He didn't just say walk circumspectly. He said, walk circumspectly as wise, not as fools. See, it's possible to walk circumspectly as fools. And and what that means is you're walking circumspectly and you're looking around you. But if you do it as a fool, then everything you see makes you afraid. Everything you see makes you doubt God. Everything you see makes you worry. Everything you see develops some kind of a panic. But when you walk circumspectly as wise then 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 you look around and you see what's happening but you never forget what you know about God we don't know much about the future of this year they're talking about second waves coming that are going to be far deadlier than the first they've got so many bleak reports many of their bleak reports did not happen to the magnitude that they had had predicted they would but 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 they've got new bleak reports and 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 it's been it's been bad as it is we're thankful to God that the reports did not materialize to the to the degree that they were predicted we're thankful to God for that and we hope that they won't we're still prayerful that they will not get to that point. But I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to choose to believe the report of the Lord. Lord, put a hedge of protection around your people. Put a hedge of protection around Tree of Life Church. Hallelujah. We're going to walk forward in life with wisdom, with awareness, with preparedness, and we're going to see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Rise in our lives. 
Thank you, Jesus. I feel the presence of the Lord. Could you, just, could you just worship him with me right now? Could you just tell him, thank you, Jesus? Come on, if he's kept his hand of protection upon you, give him praise for that right now. If he's given you peace in this troubled time, give him praise for that right now. Hallelujah. If he has increased your faith, even though there were circumstances that seemed to worry you, give him praise for that right now. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we give you all the praise and the glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey, hey, hear me now. As we come to a close this morning, hear me. The devil may be active in your world, trying to bring about some sort of a chaos. But I want you to know God is with you. Listen, look to Esther, who saw Haman at work trying to destroy God's people. And she said, I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Look, at, look at, at Saul, who was making havoc of the church in the days of the early persecution. And yet God sent forth a great light that brought about his conversion and, and, and turned him from a persecutor to a preacher of the gospel. Don't let the devil get an advantage in your life. Be wise. Be aware. Be prepared and let God be true. Every man a liar. Let the Lord's perfect plan unfold in your heart, in your mind, in your home. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your hands with me right now and receive the word of the Lord. Receive ye the word of the Lord. Almighty God, I thank you and I give you praise. Almighty God, I thank you and I give you praise today that I'm able to be filled with all wisdom, that I'm able to walk with understanding, that I'm able to be aware of my surroundings and aware that the enemy would love to get a foothold in our society, in our nation, in our minds. I'm aware. I don't walk blindly into his traps. I'm not going to sit around and fall into the devil's snare. Do you know the Bible said, Surely the Lord shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. I want you to hear that for just a moment. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. You know, you know what that snare is? It's a, it's a snare for fowls. It's a snare for birds, winged creatures who don't have any business on the ground. They're supposed to be flying. But a, but a fowler is a sneaky predator who will develop a snare for the winged creature. He'll put it on earth, bring them down from their lofty position, and they'll, they'll rummage around on earth, and they'll get caught in a snare that the fowler had set for them. That's exactly what the devil wants to do to you. You are meant to mount up with wings like an eagle. You are meant to soar to the high heights of grace and glory. But the enemy would love to drag you down into the filth and fleshly mindedness of this world. It's a snare of the fowler. But my God shall deliver you and he's going to deliver you today if you'll let him. In the name of the Lord, he's going to deliver you today and you're going to be able to mount up with wings as an eagle. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hi, God have mercy. Do you know you've been waiting on the Lord for two months? 
You've been waiting on the Lord. I personally want to thank you for your patience, for your wisdom, for your generosity, for your compassion for those who are suffering. And here's the promise associated with waiting upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know what? We're getting ready to move into even greater phases of ready now. And, and because we've waited upon the Lord, we're going to run without being weary. We're going to walk without being faint. And when we flap our wings, we're going to fly. Come on, give him the praise today. Hallelujah. Lord, in your name, I pray for your people today. I pray for every family. I pray for every home, every marriage, every individual. Lord, you see how this challenge has been such a struggle for individuals. I pray right now, hallelujah, that you'll breathe a new breath of life into the spirit of every individual under the sound of my voice today. God, we give you praise for this. I can feel your spirit moving in our life. In Jesus' name, Lord, we surrender to you. We yield ourselves to you. We pray, Lord, that you will destroy every attempt of the enemy to try to wound your people in Jesus' name. Bring to naught every plot of the enemy, we pray. In Jesus' name, we receive it in the name of the Lord. Come on, lift your hands and give him praise one more time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord, and worship you. We honor you and magnify the precious name of the Lord. God bless you this morning. Let the Lord minister to you at this time. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can praise you.
Hallelujah, Jesus.